And like, like I remember seeing like the sabotage video on Much Music all the time. So that's what kind of got me like yeah. into Beastie Boys. But, yeah, sabotage. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to the Beastie Boys. That's yeah. crazy. You taking it back? Hey everybody out there, this is your boy Kevo and this is The Great Northern Way and we're glad that you joined us for part two of From the Bay to Vancouver with Love with special guest DJ Relly Wells. We will recap but first for anything The Great Northern Way related you can always go to at The Great Northern Way P-O-D on Instagram, on Facebook, that's Kevo, K-E-V-O, Cabell. And also you can go to Linktree and that's Linktree forward slash The Great Northern Way. And don't forget that we have our collaboration uh, with Crooks and Castles. It's out now. The Great Northern Way sweatshirts and hoodies. And you can find that at The Great Northern Way shop S-H-O-P on Facebook. In part one, DJ Relly Rell spoke about his time beginning in the DJ world, growing up in downtown Vancouver, and also some of his influences. He continues with his influences of the Beastie Boys and speaking about his friends in the DJ business. And at the end, DJ Relly Rells will mix a special Bay Area mix for us. Enjoy. Um, well, in some way, that's what DJ Flipout was saying, because he was telling me about well, he was winning contests. He was working at McDonald's and writing wrongs and winning contests. And I think, like, because he had that appetite for it, and, and because he went out of his way to find a much music, or he went to, he went out of his way to find uh, stuff that's going to America, then he was able to do it. And then he was like, he kind of when he said, he's like, oh, look at you, look at me, I'm rapping. He's like, but I really don't really have that swag. But then that pushed him. And then he said, from rapping is what. He was like, well, then how do I get the music that allows me to, us to rap and to dance? So he started putting tapes together, like literally cassette tapes together. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it was his, piqued his interest. And then he started to DJ. So I feel like it may be, you know, um, me being from the West Coast and uh, basically a very saturated market is a little different. But maybe you feel like being in a smaller region is like, it allowed you to like, if you had that interest, you, you were like... You were you were a whale. You weren't a guppy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're a big shark, big fish. I think like it definitely helped already knowing like say DJ Sacco or other DJs. But I, I feel like once I kind of like got into the scene, it, was, it felt pretty easy to like meet other DJs, mm -hmm. the people in the scene. Nice. Like okay. Vancouver, it's like it's pretty small, right? It's like it seems like everybody knows everybody. You know what I mean? Almost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like I th I think I always felt like it was like pretty easy to meet other people in the scene and DJs. Okay. Okay, so it was a combination of it being a smaller scene, but then you being in a smaller, uh, not an area, but an area where there's pretty much people converse and see each other a lot, and so that kind of helped you out in that way. Yeah. Um, that's what's up. Okay, and uh, so there's that. And then uh, growing up here, where you uh, you said you were in sports and field hockey, uh, and then 16. Not field hockey. Oh, no, wait, wait, what did you say? <laughs> well, street hockey and ice hockey. So wait, yeah. what's I don't think I've ever played field hockey. Help me, help me out with the difference. Like I, I'm, like you know, it's it ain't hockey's not the main thing in the states. So like you told me about, uh, you called it. What did you call street it? Street hockey. Street. <laughs> How many different subsections? You've never heard of street hockey? I barely heard of field hockey. <laughs> I'm trying to, <laughs> but I'm here to learn. Yeah. So please, how many different subsections of hockey are there? Uh, well, so I played. Well, I guess there's street hockey, which is rollerblades. Uh, no, we weren't. 
We weren't, so that's like roller hockey, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So like we were just like wearing our shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Can you even call it hockey, man? (laughs) Well, it's street hockey. You're playing on the street. I guess. Did y'all have a a hockey stick? uh, You know, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And then what? Yeah, like goalie equipment and like everything. What's the What's the puck? A ball? It can't be. Uh, We usually use a tennis ball. Oh, okay. Or like a a hockey ball. So like these these uh, hard like orange balls. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's creative. Yeah. That's creative. That's what happens when you grow up in the city, man. Yeah. You know, figure it out. But so there's field hockey. Yeah. There is uh, street hockey. Yeah. Then there's ice hockey. And roller and, hockey, I guess. It is roller hockey. Yeah. So uh, is that it? Like, I, there's no other, nobody going to, uh, am I going to be interviewing else? somebody there's two weeks from now? air hockey. No. Oh, air hockey. Air hockey. Yeah, we all play it. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. It, which is basically the only thing that um, the American imported. We were like, yeah, we'll take air hockey. Yeah. We'll put it in our arcades. Mm-hmm. Table hockey. What's table hockey? Like uh, you know, at arcades stuff like that. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, table hockey. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm just like, man, I, I, I don't want to be disrespectful by calling street hockey field hockey. Oh, like. no, it's all good. <laughs> He's like, man, I put in blood <laughs> yeah. and tears, man. Look at this elbow, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I definitely got scars from that shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, but that's a, that's but that's real city behavior. Yeah, like. Um, one time I got my first concussion was playing like football, not on a football field, like in an actual park. I remember I was a wide receiver. There's a guy from my church. He was a, he was like an elder or whatever. He was a quarterback. He said, go long. So I'm on the side and I'm like ready to go. And uh, I get going and get to going. And uh, there was a tree that met me. He met, <laughs> he met me halfway. Shit. And um, I woke up. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh so, so you talked about some of your early days here. How did you get your start as a, at a DJ? Did you have to DJ for free um, to let people know you were in the game? Like, how did you? How did that come about? Um, so basically, when I had my first steady job when I was nineteen, I saved up and bought turntables and a mixer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't take it seriously for a long time. And I honestly, when I first bought the turntables like i didn't even have that much of an interest in like learning how to mix i kind of just wanted to like play records okay and just mess around okay and i honestly never thought i would ever make any money off djing ever um and then once i actually learned how to mix i remember one day i was just playing two records and i actually mixed them and i was like holy shit i just mixed two records okay and i was like so hyped and then from there i kind of started thinking like oh like i can actually do gigs now for sure um so then i started doing i did a bunch of gigs for free for like probably a couple years like Okay. I used to play like a lot of like art shows. Okay. Kind of like random things like that. Okay. Um, and then I were, started... you so, were you soliciting them? Like, hey, I'll do it for free if you let me in. Yeah, or... it was like kind of people I know, and they would just be like, hey, like if you're interested, we can't pay you. And I was like, yeah, I'm totally down. Like, I just at that time I was like, I just want to DJ somewhere. I don't care about getting paid at all. And I, I just think... want to like make people dance. Like, I think that's a big point because yeah. a lot of the young people or young uh, professionals starting today, they may look at it and go, no, I could do this. You know, I've done this on Instagram, so I know I'm legit. Yeah. But they don't know about that, that, that hunger and that drive of like doing it just for that, to get your name out there. But it's good to see a successful professional DJ, record producer, record label manager um, saying that, hey, yeah, you went out there just for the, the exposure of it and doing it. And, uh, the, you know, that also pays off. So just gotta give that shout out yeah paying the dues man yeah and then um and then i was just gonna say and then i started doing like friends of mine who worked at clubs they'd let me do like little half hour sets for free like in clubs and stuff like that and then um there was some club nights that i just started playing for free with my friends like almost weekly and then eventually they just started paying me to play there and then 
I was just able to get more gigs from that. Nice, so, nice. So they were the person that pushed you on. At, at the, I guess it became you good enough. And then the way they do offer first, like, it, you know, it was like, hey, we'll pay you now. You like, know actually, I mean? like, shout out to, uh, so Seco, who I mentioned. Shout yes. out to Seco and Cut Corners, because they were doing, uh, it was this legendary night in Vancouver that went on forever called Good Life Sundays. Mm -hmm. And it was at this, like, little club before. This was, like, years ago. And, um yeah, they would just let me play there for free every week and then eventually started paying me. But then I noticed sometimes I'd be out and people would be like, oh, like you're that guy who plays at Good Life Sundays. Like, right, right. Yeah. It started to catch on. So then yeah. that's when you were like, oh, okay, I'm in the streets now. Yeah. People know my name. So I got to get these fees. Yeah. I got to get this guapo. Yeah. I got you, man. Um, so uh, and then so you said that you you bought your first piece of a DJ equipment at nineteen. And so what was your? I talked to DJ Chris Cuss. He says this was a twelve hundred um, when he was like I think I don't know fourteen fifteen. So I'm just curious, what was your first piece? So two twelve hundreds, which I still have. Okay. And uh, Vestax O um, five Pro mixer. Oh okay, that yeah. was your first. Yeah. And you just bought it, and you was like, ah, I'm just gonna do stuff with it. And I mean, but I'm not gonna make the money off. Yeah, it. like I was you just shelved it. Thought DJing was super cool and I always loved music and I wanted to like get into buying records. So I was like, I just want to have them and then whatever. I'll just mess around with them. Yeah. That's interesting to see where you are today, yeah. just based on that. But that's the love, man. So um and I guess this kind of leads to this and you kind of are answering it, but uh at first I gotta ask, did you want to pursue DJing as a career? Because my question is about pursuing as a career, but you may not have even wanted to. So did you want to pursue it as a career? Yeah, so I did definitely like um, probably like four years after buying that first setup, that's when I started to think like, yeah, I want to be DJing like all the time now. Like once I knew that I was like good enough okay. to like rock a dance floor or whatever. And like my mixing was like pretty clean. Okay. Pretty much like from that point on. Was, what age like, yeah. was that? What, what, what point was that? Uh, probably 23. Okay. Yeah. And so then that's, that's an, uh, I mean, that's young, but that's, you know, like it, it, it's a little time where you may have gone to college and whatnot. So my next question has to deal with that. What other career uh, uh, pursuits were you interested in trying to pursue uh, prior to that, even though you were working on that? What, uh, what other, did you have any other? Not really. <laughs> That at that time, like in my early twenties, I was just like trying to figure it out. Like he's like, I gotta get into that. I gotta get into. Yeah, uh, for, fortunately, DJing came along, so that was good. Really? <laughs> yeah. So there was nothing else that you were doing. Like it was this. I mean, like I, I was working another job, but it wasn't like my okay career, career, career. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's even more impressive. <laughs> yeah, like I like I had I worked the same day job for ten years. Shout out to the storm but, being over, man. Shout out yeah. to the. And then, I mean, eventually I was able to, after 10 years, I was able to quit that day job and just DJ full time. So. Yeah. So, um, you, you said that, uh, you know, you were around 20, 23 and you started to pick it up and then you learned how to mix. So did you like, I mean, I just have to ask this question about technical training. Like, did you ever go to like a BCIT or like, how did you uh, pick it up? Or this was just Mr. Miyagi wax on, wax off, you know? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm mostly self-taught. Like, I, some DJ homies showed me, like, a few little things here and there. But, um, like, with actual mixing, like, one day I was just at home messing around with two records. And I mixed them. And I was like, holy shit, I just mixed two records. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I so, mean, and there's no YouTube, right? And, like, no one actually ever showed me how to beat match or mix. I just kind of did it 
Yeah. yeah. And that's like, that's just, that just means you're, I mean, wait, and actually that leads me to another question. Have you ever played an instrument? Uh, so I can play keyboard a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I kind of, I learned like very basic piano just when I started learning how to make beats. Okay. Just so I was like familiar with. Did you ever use like a metronome, something like that to help or that doesn't even figure into, that's just more for a drummer or a bass player or something? Uh, like I mean, like, what, like when, I, when I'm actually making beats, I'll use a metronome. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Play over or whatever. I got play you. With. Okay. Um, Self-taught. That's what's up. No college debt. You hear that ladies? No college debt. My man just no. really rails out here. Just living life, all that debt and college, that's for everybody else. Um, you have a lot of connection to the Bay Area, and we've talked about that in some of these uh, these uh, records, vinyls we have up here. Um, so you spoke about Drew Down. Um, so how did you uh, how did you connect to the Bay? Like, how did that come about? Or uh, what what is your affinity for the Bay? Um, so, like, early on, this is... So I was listening to a lot of hip-hop, right, when I was a teenager. And then this friend of mine... Um, who's like five years older than me. He'd been listening to Bay Area rap since like he was in grade seven or something. And I just remember he came over one day and he just brought an E-40 CD over and I'd never even heard E-40 and he put it on and it kind of just like blew my mind. Uh -huh. I'd never like heard any rap like that before. And like pretty yeah. much from that day on, I was like, I'm pretty much only like fucking with this. Was it, was it, was it, was it Sprinkle Me? Was it Sprinkle uh, Me? It was actually it, uh, the well, was nice, uh, nice. Element of Surprise album. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, E40, like going to high school in the Bay. Yeah, you definitely had a big influence. Um, too short, uh, you know, drew down. <laughs> Finna put it down like this here. I mean, um, I, I guess I was listening to Bay rap before that because, like, I was super into hieroglyphics. Okay. But I was more, that's a different kind of Bay Area rap. Okay. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, like okay. E40 and all that, that's kind of like the gangster shit. And then Hyro is more kind of like the. More conscious rap, I guess. Conscious, yeah. Or uh, what's that group? Uh, this is how we chill from uh, from eighty ninety three till. Oh gosh, what's Souls of Mischief? Souls of Mischief. Yeah, they're, they're in hieroglyphics. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, didn't yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. But that's, yeah, so I was saying Hyro, but yeah, so I was listening to like Souls of Mischief, Casual. Okay. Dell. Okay. Uh, yeah. Whoever else is in that group. Ah, yeah. that's what's up, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just that's very interesting. I mean, the Bay Area. Uh, you know, one thing that Vancouver reminds me of is more so like of a uh, a more cohesive San Francisco, mm -hmm. uh, great transit system, central area, small kind of downtown area. Because I think the whole city of San Francisco is weirdly seven miles by seven yeah, miles, yeah. and I think the whole city of Vancouver is weirdly three miles by three miles. <laughs> yeah, like it, and that's being nice. Oh, sorry, that's four kilometers by four kilometers. Right. Don't don't at me on that. But, um, so like, yeah, because people really get mad if you don't say kilometers out here, bro. But, um, so it's just really, I think that the parallels are there. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you ever touch down, because shout out to DJ Flipout, record label he got signed to was in San Fran. Yeah. So him and his friend went down there for a year. So it seems like there's a weird, a weird amount of parallels, um, uh, a weird amount of relationship, but I think it's similar city. If you feel it, then you down there. And of course there's a lot of vibe, right? We got, you got HP, Sunnyvale, all that stuff. Um. You know, then you got like Vacaville, uh, I think E40's from Vallejo. Vallejo, Concord, Concord. East Bay, right? Yeah. Um, Near all that stuff. So yeah, so it's it's kind of similar, but in a way, I've, then there's some other parts. El Bronte, shout out to the El Bronte Mall. Shout out to Richmond, you know what I mean? So yeah, the Bay Area slaps. So that's what's up. And so your record label is uh, affiliated with putting out uh, uh, kind of reprints. You had some cassettes you showed me. 
Um, yeah, so these aren't on my label. These oh, cassettes. these, are, these oh. are just cassettes my homie in the Bay gave me. Oh, okay, because yeah, you know, yeah. big mess. Uh, big yeah, shout out to DJ Because yes. giving me these cassettes. Big uh, Master B has a big uh, Bay Area um, beginning, so shout out to that, which a lot of people don't know about. It's crazy. Yeah, Richmond. Richmond, yes, yes. So, but I mean, what's your record label is involved with reprints of? classic bay area or what what is it that you're working like i'm open to anything but i've been doing mostly bay area because that's the stuff that i've been listening to okay since i was like in high school pretty much okay so yeah i've been reissuing like a lot of albums that i've basically been listening to for like 20 years so give me give us give the give the people a rundown like this is your little commercial give the of the uh some of the people some of the uh reprints you've done or whomever you uh so the first one i did was uh hollow tip so Hollow Tip, I did the Flawless album. Okay. Uh, second one was Drew Down Explicit Game, um, on double red splatter vinyl. Uh, we did One Eight Seven Fact, Fact Not Fiction, uh, Spice One Forty Five with a uh, strap on the side on one side and Welcome to the Ghetto on the other side. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then this is one that I did with uh, Flippin' J Records, actually. Oh wow! So wow, Drew this Down, is yeah. okay. Uh, okay. Pick of the Year and Ice Cream Man. Oh, I would love to hear that. Yeah. I would love man. And then, uh, yeah, I've got some stuff coming out too, and some non Bay Area stuff is coming out. Okay, yeah. okay, that's the stuff. Yeah, yeah no, like I mean, I'm literally open to like do anything, but the the Bay stuff, like, well, like I just said, it's that's what I've been mostly been listening to mm-hmm. for like 20 years. So it was kind of cool to do that, and then I made a connection in the Bay um, with this uh, business guy, and he knows like pretty much every rapper down there. So it's like super easy for me just to like. Get a hold of him and then be like, yo, I want to work with Drew Down or Spice One or San Quinn. So I told you I yeah. wasn't going to ask you about no beef. Oh, yeah. Also, San Quinn, the hustle continues. Oh, okay. One. That's what's yeah. up, San. Shout out to San Quinn. I told yeah. you I wasn't going to ask you about no beef or no gossip. Yeah. But what was it like? Because, you know, this kind of like it really intertwines perfectly because you got Drake from Canada and then you got Rapping Fote from the Bay Area. So what, what was that? Like, what, what do you feel about that whole uh, uh, Drake taking... Uh, uh, that line from uh, Players Club. Um, me and my homies excited in the club. We chopped right. out the game. You know, I'm rapping Fote, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a homie named Old Debris. I got a homie named SB12. Yeah, you know the deal. We get freaky in the studio late night. Yeah. And are you know you know what I'm alluding to when I talk about Drake? Yeah, Drake's I, I remember that. Yeah. You remember that whole thing about? I think it was a lawsuit almost. Oh, I didn't uh, like. I didn't know that actually. You did so, but like, you, I, I I didn't know that he didn't give him credit. You, oh, you didn't know. Like, I know like that, am I telling you about it now? You mean? Like, I, I like, know about, like, I know about what you're talking about. Okay, but okay. I didn't like really follow it too closely. Like, I didn't know that there was almost a lawsuit or anything. I think I just like I remember hearing it, and I figured that he just gave him credit for it somehow, or I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I mean, you know, he he does it like it's a lot of little snippets of stuff, and I don't know how much you can do without having ever to mention someone as a credit. But like, it gets to a point. And I think I was kind of personally hurt by that one because that was, that's, I was like, that's rapping Pote when I was, you know, I, I, that was rap, that, you know what I mean? Plays club. Me and the homies, we t- tied it in the club, chop a lot of cake. So, you know what I mean? That was the slap. So, like, when I heard that one, I was like, oh, and I knew it. But I mean, it's like, it's nothing to give somebody credit, to give somebody a, a royalty, you know, or whatever the case, whatever it is that you feel is due. I mean, at least credit. But it was just, it was just, I don't know. To me, it was kind of like bad business because it's mm-hmm. like, these guys are like deep in the streets, and obviously you you might even if you, even if you don't know Forte, you might know it's six degrees of separation. You might know somebody who knows somebody who knows him. So like, yeah. and you know what it's like for the Bay Area rappers because you deal with them or you speak with them, like you said about Drew Down. So yeah, you know what I mean? It's real out there. Yeah, for you sure. know what I'm saying. And it's like, and it's sometimes it's hard to make a dollar or whatnot. So if you a cat eating, I just don't think there's anything wrong with giving some love. 
or or given yeah. a royalty point. I don't know what the points are with the systems, but man, like, you know, if you use that much of the verse where well, I could recognize it off top, you've used his yeah. idea. Well, that, that's a pretty big forte song too. Like people have heard that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. So yeah. I just, it was just so weird, but it wouldn't have brought gotten brought up had rap. And I don't even know what rapping forte is doing nowadays, but the fact that he's got to bring it up, you know, it's kind of like, it's just suspect in the game. Like, you know, these cats pay dues. You know what I'm saying? There's a way you can kick down points. You can hear and understand, like you say, rapping forte is huge. He's a huge artist, at least for the Bay. And I don't know what he means out here. I'm still learning how American things translate out here. But, you know, to give him a little credit, you know, a little credit, he's a legend. Um, and that song slaps. That's why I took it. But anyway, um, your, your, is, so is your record label, it's not headquartered in the Bay. You just work with a lot of Bay artists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what that is. Okay. Yeah, and, we're technically uh, in the office now. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Dang, I, yeah. Dang, I didn't even know. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is a question I really, and sticking with the Bay, this question I really wanted to ask you. Who is Kamaya and why whomever they are is so popular? So, Been meaning to ask that question. And if you say, yeah, I don't know, you don't know, well, then that means we both need to do a Google search. But I'm just saying, I keep hearing about this uh, person in the Bay. Have you ever heard of him? Yes, I, okay. I've been listening to her since she put out her first mixtape. Okay, okay, so hit hit me because I really uh, don't know. So she's a female rapper from Oakland. Um, trying to think who she started working with. Um, I think she was doing stuff with um, like Trackademics, who's like a Bay Area producer who's really good. Okay, uh, but like on her first album, she had like YG on there. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, who else? That's respect. Okay. Some other people I can't remember right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, she, I mean, she's super well known, like on the West Coast for sure. Yeah. And like, she makes a lot of like, kind of like, like, you know, Bay Area, like mob music. Okay. Okay. Like G-Funk mob music. Like, okay. That kind of vibe. It's like a lot of stuff like that. So she's more like a West Coast legend and, and, and everybody, because I mean, I don't know, West Coast. I never, I heard about her a couple of times, but yeah, that's it. I she's cool. It. I like her. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. I just was like, man, you know what? Since he deals with the Bay. Who is Kamaya and why I keep hearing about her name? Just like recently, you've been hearing about her a lot? Not recently, maybe two or three years ago, okay. but still, and yet, it's like, man, is this popular? I mean, I don't know everything in hip hop or radio, but still. It's... Anyways, I just figured I'd ask. Yeah. Um. So so then you told me the last time you'd uh, been to the Bay was recently, which was the last three years. You hadn't been there in three years. Which yeah, just gone recently or something. So right? I mean, yeah, basically from 06 to 2019, I was going down like at least once a year. Oh, okay. And then I didn't go again up until uh, this last October. Mm, okay. I went to LA in the Bay, and yeah, it was great being back there. Feels I felt good. like I hadn't been there in so long. Like yeah. when I first like uh, flew into San Francisco, like I dropped my bags off at my hotel, and then I literally walked around the city like for hours. And I was, yeah. Like, so yeah. happy just like walking around there again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, that's the same. And thing. It was like a really nice day too, and it was. It was great. Nice. No, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah, Bay Area's home, it sounds like. So uh, you run, I, I take it, you run Table Tutors? I don't, know. You don't, okay, okay, you're just I'm one just of the like people. I'm employee there. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So uh, you, there is Turner Tables in Burnaby, and so then how did that come about? And I'm guessing that, you know, maybe Relic saw you somewhere, or someone saw you somewhere, and asked you if you want to come in and be one of the tutors, or how did that, how did that come about? Yeah, it was actually DJ Maya who asked me. Oh, the DJ from Saturday. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I think that was in 2019, and I think her and I were playing together at the port side, mm -hmm. and then she was just saying how they needed people, and I was like, oh yeah, that's cool, and then she's like, yeah, like maybe you. Oh. And I was like, okay. I'm like, I never really thought about it, but. It's yeah. funny how you go from the guy who <laughs> bought the equipment, put it to the side, didn't think much about it, kept working your job. Then you were like, oh, I'm going to try. Then, you know, your, your boy, you said Sorrow, DJ Sorrow? Seco. Seco, sorry. Yeah. Seco. Putting you on. Da -da 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 -da. And now it comes to the point where you're so like, my old man, like humble about it. You're like, when she, when, when DJ Meyer brings it up, you're like, oh. Oh me, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like you probably just like yeah, that's still the stale mindset of like just work hard, do your thing, and then you'll shine and people will pick up on it. It'll it'll it probably still stick with you. So you probably don't think like yeah, I'll be the best tutor in the world. You know, be you know you're like yo, oh me, okay, that's what's up, let's do it. Yeah, because at the time I'd never thought about it, and then I thought about it for a bit, and then I um I called Relly DJ Relic who owns yeah. Stable Tutors, and then him and I met up and we talked about it and. Yeah, and then I did it. That's what's up, man. Um, so, and I noticed you guys do a lot to teach kids over at Table Tutors. And shout out to Table Tutors. They're on IG, Table Tutors. Um, you guys do a lot to teach kids about the art of DJing. And uh, I'm just curious, what are you seeing with this new generation of DJing? Or I don't know. what Like, is there anything that you are seeing? Um, because I noticed recently on Instagram, um, the two twin DJs, I can't remember their names, but... You know what I mean? And I don't know how old they are, but I've seen some guys on Table Tutors, some kids on there, and we, mm -hmm. we were making some comments about one of the girls who just sit there with her. She had her arm on the way, so she's just waiting for the other DJ to get done. And then when she got on, she was like, she ripped it. And I'm just like, oh, now I see why she had her hand on her waist. She she was like thinking about how she's going to kill it. But what are you seeing with uh, these new generations of these younger kids that DJ? Or uh, It seems like a lot of the younger kids like pick it up really fast. Like they learn really fast, most of them. So, and you think that's because they have so much experience with other other interfaces and other basically lots of programs or maybe even torrents and stuff like that. They're used to seeing some of these things. They're just not in the same realm as what it takes to be a DJ. But they've seen some of this stuff. They've definitely seen a Mac. Yeah, they've seen a MacBook. It's probably that, like, yeah, I don't know exactly what it is, but I mean, yeah, obviously kids nowadays are way more, like, tech-savvy. Yeah. And I guess it's easier just, I mean, you look up, like, tons of DJ videos online, too, right? So that probably helps. That's uh, a good point. Yeah, I notice a lot of the younger kids just pick it up, like, super fast. It's pretty cool to see. Yeah. It's cool to see them progress that fast. No, I think this. I think it's really interesting to uh, see, because kids, you know, they kind of, they, they don't think inside the box as much as... Older people do not that there, that there aren't any venturers out there, but like they have no uh, boundary. They're just like, oh, I think this we could do this and that. You know, they'll try it. Yeah. Um, for better or for worse. Um, and so, anyways, so how did you? Uh, I guess you're saying that that's you're you're working for them, and that's DJ Brother guy. So I was I had another question that was about that, but you work. Let's see, yeah, uh, uh, this is a question about the uh, Cody side of DJ Relic. DJ Relic, well, sorry. Um, is uh, you work in a field with, uh, let's just say, lots of noise, sound. What do you do to get peace and quiet? Or do you even need any of that? Um, so you're talking about, so just like after a gig or whatever? Or just... Yeah, I mean, gig, I mean, in general, it's like, you, even if you stop the tables, it's probably beat still going on in your head. It's not like you go, oh, all right, done. Yeah. 
it's hard. Like it definitely takes me a long time to wind down. Like when I come home after a gig, it takes me like a few hours to wind down. So then, mm-hmm. I, so I usually don't go to bed till like six o'clock in the morning or something after a gig. Right, because you're, it's a club. It's a but club. you know what? Sometimes I'll come home and I'll listen to music for like two or three hours. Like I won't like blast it, but yeah, yeah, because it's still in you. Like it's not just it's 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 a vibe that you create, and you work hard to create it because you are the epicenter of it. Even though you stop the turntables and turn off all the different things and go home, it's still within you. Like, if you walk, sometimes when I walk, yeah. I can hear my pace. And I can hear my pace creating like a... Yeah. You can hear it, right? Like, you know, if you're aware, if your body's aware, if you're, if, you know, say spirit, I say spirit, is aware to all these things happening. So, yeah, I would see you needing to unwind. I'm just curious as to what you do. Like, do you turn on some, like, jazz and... You know, like, you know, some Coltrane or like, you know. Yeah, actually, I listen to a lot Gerald. of jazz. I get a lot of jazz records. A lot but, of jazz? Um, yeah. Speaking of walking, so like, when I said I like to walk a lot, like to, I like to actually go on like a lot of walks, like just like peaceful walks. So that, I think that helps me like in a day off, like go for a long walk. And that's the yeah. cool thing about, um, in this area too, when we was coming out, we could notice that these are a lot of old buildings, which means it's an old area. And then you got Stanley Park not too far. There's a lot of yeah. peaceful things or seawall. Yeah, um, Seawall is great. Stanley Park is super close. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot. I love yeah. it. Um, and so your bio says you're special specialize in new wave. What? I'm sorry, help me out. What is new wave? What do we what is that? Uh so that's like eighties new wave. Okay. Um, so like new Oh, eighties new wave. Okay, yes. that's what it Okay, it was all together. Okay. okay. I didn't know. Okay, okay. Yeah, so like New Order, Depeche Mode, stuff oh, like that. Okay. So like that's kind of like stuff that I grew up on. So like that's my mom used to listen to all that stuff. That's new wave. So that's like how I know so much about it. Yeah. Okay, because I thought it was maybe some new music genre, and I just didn't know about. Yeah, it. it's more like kind of like eighties new wave. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I got you. I was, that was curious. And then, yeah. so you are a resident DJ at Portside. Uh, where else have you done? Uh, if you have done other residencies, or where have you done? Uh, I mean, I've done residencies like all over the place. Um, like currently, I'm doing the Portside every Saturday, the American every Friday. Uh, pizza coming soon, one Thursday a month. Oh, okay. And those are like my main residencies now. And then I do other like random guest spots here and there. Okay. And then as well, I do like weddings and corporate events and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. Like I've, like I've honestly done residencies like all over the place. Like, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Like I've probably played at like almost every venue in the city. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Whether it's a guest okay. spot or a residency or whatever. So I got to ask, what's, the, what's your favorite place that you've played or coolest place or whatever of all the venues here? If you played uh, Like definitely Portside and then... Uh, really? Yeah, Fortune... Portside is still in the coolest? I mean, yeah. you see it every Saturday. <laughs> yeah. It should get old real quick. Yeah. Uh, Fortune no? Sound Club is great too. Where's this? In uh, Chinatown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You've never What's... been there? Nope. You should check it out. Fortune Sound... We say Fortune Sound Club. Sounds yeah. Sound. That's definitely always been one of my favorite venues to play at. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I definitely lots of cool nights there, and like they have one of the best sound systems in the city. Oh, okay. It's called the Function One. And when when's the night that it goes off? Obviously Friday or Saturday because those are Friday, Saturday, and Mondays. There's a night called Midnight Mondays that I okay. do guest spots at once in a while. Oh, okay. And it's really good, and it's like crazy on a Monday night. So tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. All right. Yeah. Um. Like I think last time I played there, they said there were like seven or eight hundred people there. On a Monday night. That in Vancouver, yeah, people don't go out unless it's Friday or Saturday. Matter yeah. of fact, unless it's Saturday. But yeah. uh, thank you, man. You know, I appreciate your time. And uh, you did say that you were going to give us a special treat. Uh, you might have a couple of ones and maybe a couple of twos. And uh, you said you might get down on them. So, uh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna take a little slight break. We're going to come right back with 
DJ Relly Rails. Uh, uh, yeah, so he's going to give us a little treat. So stick with us. We'll be right back. And now the moment you've been waiting for. DJ Relly Rails Bay Area Mix-Up. Featuring Kamaya, Mount Westmore, Big Pilo, Spice One, Drew Down, Mac Dre, and San Quinn. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Appreciate that, yeah. Appreciate that, DJ Rally Rails, man. So, uh, yeah, we really appreciate your time. Uh, yeah, thanks really, for having me. Yes, yeah, appreciate we appreciate it. you yeah, coming yeah. by. Is there any, uh, um, anything you like give a shout out to your socials or anything uh, for the people so they can uh, find you in other places? Uh, yeah, so I've got a website. It's djrellyrells.com. On Instagram, it's at rellyrells. Uh, Facebook is rellyrells. I also have a DJ Rally Rails. Uh, like music page on there, a fan page. Okay. How about uh, your license plate? <laughs> I don't have a car. Right? Oh, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, and then uh, for my record label, so um, you can check out relsrecords.com. Uh, Instagram is at relsrecords. Okay. Uh, and then same with like Twitter, Facebook. 
Okay, yeah. cool, oh, man. Yeah, we yeah, really yeah, appreciate yeah. your time yeah. and really thank you for taking us through the ones and the twos, taking us to the bay. I, you know, I went back with you down. I'm like, man, this, this is these are slaps. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Not, nothing else. We're signing off. This is your boy Kevo, DJ Relly Rells, and we out. Be kind. Peace. <laughs>